0: after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My, my name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
1: Sometimes I lay under the moon And thank God Until my tears, I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know someday it'll all turn around Because all my life I've been waiting for I've been praying for For the people to say That we don't want to fight no more There'll be no more war And our children my trash transpirate, keep on moving though the water's damaged. In this maze, you can lose your way. Your way, it might drive you crazy, but don't let it face you. No way, no way. Sometimes on my tears, I drown, I drown, but I never let it go will play si suo a hine kabe si suo a hanasuni ba cha ra patara ubashi ja himdin bain baya u vein baya ba soon in Batsara, Batsara oh, and vain by yam, who by. sara lewa maya sei show. Mm-hmm.
0: Jam in the AM with the A.K.A. Pella uh, selection, Cry No More. Before that, Shamru done by Yehuda Solomon. You heard 613 in there with Atayahad. Ani Mammon, that's A.K.A. Pella. Cole Zimra with Achenu. One day done by the Y.U. Maccabees. And by the way, speaking of Y.U., congratulations to all the graduates. Today is commencement day. Today is the uh, big graduation day at Madison Square Garden. To President Joel and the entire Yeshiva University, we say Mazal from all of us here at JM in the AM. Regesh Modani opening things up on a Wednesday as we say good morning. It's Wednesday morning on this May 25th, day 17 in the month of ER, the year 5776, Tuftsh and Vov. Today is day number 32 in the counting of the Omer. That's four weeks and four days, a day away from Lagbo Boomer. This will be the final day of our Sphere of Format. Tomorrow we celebrate Lag Boomer. With amazing music that'll go all the way from 6 a.m. until the entire day, because we'll go officially from 6 a.m. until 2 p.m., preempting our regular broadcasts and regular Thursday programming to continue with amazing music on jmam.org and on the NSN app. And um, Sandy Shmueli is scheduled to join us 10:30 tomorrow morning for a uh, one hour of live music. For a Log Boomer, Just make sure you're listening tomorrow morning to JM in the AM, celebrating Log Boomer with us, and of course, uh, toward the middle of the day, when Sandy Shmueli is going to be joining us in our studio in New York, it should be a lot of fun, and it should be a, a great Log Boomer celebration, 61 degrees outside with 77% humidity, winds are south at 4 miles an hour, sunny today with a high temperature of 90, wow. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 66. Tomorrow, sunshine, a high temperature, 87 degrees. Ushalheim right now is at 74. We're at 61 degrees, heading up to 90 on a Wednesday morning here at JM in the AM. Plenty coming up between now and 9 o'clock. Amazing programming all day long on the stream at jmtheam.org. Keep it here at JM in the AM as we continue with Svi Silverstein. <laughs>
1: LA la mavay, la bain, pa- le halloy, le me show my bude Oh Yo you show Le Mako, the
2: repo,
1: me, Shomani Mulebe. Abeid, Abeid, we shomani Mulebe. I'll be <jas-> a chombay, Mule, I'll que Shamduk toy, la tebak, ufo, mi shomayi mure. Nahaloi, mi mi Oh, you To Vashem, be a Rashaim. Lule, a man, she dog I'm not going to be Come on.
0: Jam the am that's six thirteen. Before that, Gershon Varoeba. You heard A.K.A. Pella in there with Mehera Lule Hamanti came from Leif Tahar. Jam the am Wednesday on this said day thirty two in the counting of the Omer, four weeks and four days. Please keep in mind Mayor Ben Chana for Afu uh undergoing surgery today. Mayor Ben Chana for Afu Shlema, and your help with that is greatly appreciated. It's Leif Ba Omer. That's right. Today is late Tomorrow is Lag Ba Omer. Today is Leif. Omer, we always dedicate our Lave Omer programming to Dr. Mark, uh, since he's among the uh, world's best cardiologists, and Lave means heart, how do you like that? Uh, 61 degrees, sunshine today, and a high of 90, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope,
3: Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, Round the world on the web, jmdm.org. News from Israel next. <laughs> הוא גם ויתר על חוק עונש מוות למחבלים וקיבל שינוי בדין הצבאי שיאפשר לשופטים צבאיים לגזור עונש מוות ברוב קולות ולא פה אחד עוד בהסכם התחייבות לפעול לצמצום היכולת של בית המשפט העליון לפסל חוקים של הכנסת הוא בתוך כך הציוני יצחק הרצוג שהמגעים שנהיה לכניסה לממשלה נכשלו תקף את ההסכם בחנס המכון הישראלי לדמוקרטיה צר לי מאוד שנתניהו בסוף מצמץ ולקח את ההגש של ממשלתו וחתך עם ליברמן ועם בנט לממשלה קיצונית שבחדר קבלת ההחלטות ובקבינט לא נראה שום צעד שיתן תקווה. גם ממפלגת ישתית נמסרה, כניסתה של ישראל ביתנו לקואליציה היא קנייה מבישה, בגידה והפקרת הציבור. The עצר שני יצירים מרביים, בخشדה שאנסו יהודיה הלוקה בנפשה, ובמשטרה בודקים גם קציר.
4: המעצר של החשודים פלסטיני
3: ודגם להפרסום פביו סקמאל הוא החייל שהכדור שנפלת מנשקו האישי הרג בשבוע שעבר נהרג ברחוב 17 ברמתגן כתבנו אריאל זיגלר
0: במשפחתו של סקמאל עדיין מתקשים לאכלת שיתרחש השמו שטר להפרסום כי פביו ולוחם
4: מחטיבת הנחל ודב בחקירתו כי הכדור נפלט בזמן שפרק את נשקו בתוך הבניין בניגוד לכללים במשפחתו של ויטל בר המשפחה 17 זיהה לו אחת הקפואים של סקמאל של דויד רם אסגרסה שקרית ויאלץ אותם להגיב תוך קדימה 17
3: אחרי הכול, ולמרות שיקרנו שamu לירבוח, שויטת בוחני נייגא אסויה בכול זה ליום מאוחר. מיסרדת אחבויה אודיא שיארער על החלטת בדדינן להעבוד, שואל להצור את קידום המכרז להפרטת מבחני נייגא. כתבנו לנו נתייה נavi. היירורו יגבוש על החלטת בדדינן להזורי להעבוד, שורא לצדדים לקהם הדוברות ומשהו 90 ימים, שבמאלחה מייצר המכרז להפרטת מבחני נייגא ושביטת הבוחננים תיפסק. הדיברה מיסרדת חשודה רפורמות, במקביל שונות נהיגה זמניים על ידי המנהלים המקצועיים של בתי הספר לנהיגה, שתאונה את אישור משרד המשפטים. ברנרד גרוסמן, יושב ראש ועד בוחני הנהיגה, אמר בשיחה עם יעל דן, לחזור לעבודה כבר מחר.
5: לפי ההודעות הרצות
3: רשת, ברשתות החברתיות, אנחנו רואים שמשרד התחבורה מתכוון להגיש ערעור, וחבל. אנחנו בעד לחזור מיד לעבודה, אנחנו שמחים על החלטת השופט, מקבלים אותה, אנחנו מוכנים מחר בבוקר להתייצב לעבודה. מדוע בתה הספר של אורט חוסמים אתרי מידע העוסקים בקהילה הגאה? אחראי המיר שוב ברשת ניסה להסביר את החסימה שאינה קשורה כלל לתכנים מיניים. לכתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב שחשף את הסיפור.
6: צריך לבדוג, זה נעשה במתכוון, לא במתכוון. דיניות של ה... של ההגנה על קטינים צריך להבין מאיפה היא באה ואיך היא נובע ומה היא פועלת ועל איזה פורטוקולים, אני רוצה זה בצורה מסודת אחד, ממש עשיף, a... כאחד, כאחד שעוסק באינטרנט חינוכי הרבה מאוד שנים, אנחנו עוסקים בבעיות שקשורות בפורנו באנטישמיות, באלבך, הדברים תן לי לבזוק
3: אומר רשת אורט נמסר בתגובה רשת מפעילה מסנני תכנים מיניים ואלימים כפי שנהוג לכל מוסד חינוכי בארץ התחזית, היום הוא עונן חלקית ותחול על
4: בחסרות
6: מרכז
7: הירידי. תהילות
8: Moshe
1: lechanu shira, Mohabbat me I be more This this very
0: J.M. in the A.M., a, a sphere of format Wednesday, final day of our sphere of format with Mendy Werdiger and company with Hinani Mukhan Muzuman. Words from before the um, actual counting of the Omer. Uh, Before that, you heard the Imesh Gacheich and micha mocha done by 613 here at JMN. 20 minutes after 7 o'clock on day 32 in the counting of the Omer, 61 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 90. Pretty amazing. Prime Minister Netanyahu today welcomed Bayit Yehudi leader Avigdor Lieberman and his faction partners into the governing coalition as defense minister, vowing that Israel remains committed to reaching a peace agreement with the Palestinians. Netanyahu made the remarks at a joint press address with Lieberman at the Knesset after an agreement on the political partnership was signed in a move that expands the current razor-thin majority in the legislature. Netanyahu commented on his nearly 30-year relationship with Lieberman, underlining that now we are joining hands to move Israel forward. We have come a long way. We work together for the benefit of the Israeli government. It's no secret we've disagreed, and sometimes in the heat of the argument, we have both said things we shouldn't have said. My first priority is the security of Israel. I, as Prime Minister, together with Lieberman as Defense Minister, the IDF Chief of Staff, and other military commanders will continue to uphold the responsibility to Israel's security. Israel needs the stability of a government to deal with the challenges ahead of us and to seize the opportunities before us, Netanyahu said. The Premier also reiterated his call for opposition leader Isaac Herzog to join in a unity government that will strengthen the unity of the nation that can achieve a peace deal. Two days ago, Herzog said there are new opportunities in the region that could bring peace. I agree, and therefore I call on him again to join us in a unity government. Lieberman lauded the coalition agreement, saying he believed it had appeased both his party along with Netanyahu's Likud party. The most important issue was that of the security of Israel's citizens. Lieberman stated, we left everything else aside. On Wednesday morning, representatives of Likud, Yisrael Beiteinu, and the finance minister reached an agreement overnight that will enable a signing ceremony on a new coalition deal that was expected to take place. And um, and there'll also be and there was also a swearing-in ceremony today for two brand new members of Knesset: Yehuda Glick of Likud, who replaced former defense minister Moshe Yaalon. And Yaakov Asher, who replaced Deputy Education Minister Mayor Porush in the United Torah Judaism Party. Now, I believe this is the third time, am I right? I think it's the third time in Israeli history that, um, United States citizenship had to be renounced before being able to, um, to be sworn in as a Knesset member. Yehuda Glick, the most recent, um, The most recent example of that, that took place earlier today. And I believe it's the third time, if I'm not mistaken, that in the history of Israel, that a United States citizen had to revoke their United States citizenship in order to become a member of Knesset. 23 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's a J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. Mazal Tov going out to all the graduates at Yeshiva University. And uh, to all the honorees at the big commencement address, or I should say the commencement exercises that will be taking place later today at Madison Square Garden, we say Mazal Tov to all the graduates out there from all of us here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
1: Shalom <laughs> Aleinu they do the alcohol is
0: J.M. and the A.M., those are the Maccabees. Uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echen Nishmasar of Zeben, of and Esther Basar, of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok. The
4: 18th of year marks Lagba Eimer, the 33rd day of the Eimer. This day is observed as a day of rejoicing. It commemorates the day when the plague among the 24,000 Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva ceased. It also corresponds to the date of the passing of the great Rebbe Shimon bar Yochai. Every year in Eretz Yisrael, tens of thousands of people gather together at the kever of Rebbe Shimon bar Yochai and also the kever of his son, Rebbe Lozer, to celebrate his yard site. It's fascinating to note that the Gemara Mesech de Shabbos tells us about Rebbe Shimon bar Yochai and is found on the 33rd Daf corresponding to the date of his yard site. The 33rd day of the Omer. The Gemara in Brochus, on the 33rd Daf, relates that when Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai emerged from the cave, he had spent 12 years together with his son, hiding away in the cave. He saw that there were people preoccupied with plowing and planting their fields. For those 12 years, Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai and his son had been totally insulated from the outside world. They were immersed. In Torah and Avodos Hashem They had achieved a very high and exalted spiritual level When they rejoined the world as we know it They found it strange They had to make adjustments Thus, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai observed You are abandoning the life of the eternal world And you are engaged in the work of the temporal world The standard that Rabbi Shimon used to judge his own private world could not be used to judge the world at large. It's elaborated on later in Mesech Brachus that Rabbi Shimon's remark meant that if people were occupied with their everyday activities of plowing and planting, when would they have time for Torah? Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai recognized that Torah was the mainstay of life; all other pursuits were for naught. The Gemara therefore expounds further that when B'nai Yisrael learns Leshem Shamayim and does the will of Hashem, then their work will be done by others. Like it says, foreigners will stand and tend your flocks, the sons and strangers will be plowing, and your vineyards will be worked. However, when the Bnei Yisrael do not do the will of Hashem, then the pasuk says, you will gather in your own grain. With a painful awareness that the essence of life, the Torah, could be forsaken by B'nei Israel for the purpose of providing for sustenance. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochoi willed that the day of his Petira should be a Yom Hilula, a celebration of great Simcha. Although this is contrary to the usual observance of a site, which is marked with fasting and solemnity, Rabbi Shimon wanted to increase the learning of Torah, to increase the observance of mitzvahs, and to allow the masses to earn merits by being in joy. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
0: J.M. in the A.M., thanks Rabbi Goldwasser for that analysis of Lagba Omer, uh, which in Israel is going to get started in just a few hours, as people probably already are heading uh, up north, and many of them are going to be spending the night, or the night and day, up uh, in Mehron, in that area. Um... But today, uh, before we get to Logbo Omer, and for us, by the way, it'll be a great celebration tomorrow because we have an amazing music program for you tomorrow that's going to extend all the way through our regular programming until the afternoon. Uh, we're going to be preempting everything on jamnam.org in order to provide an amazing musical presentation for Lagba Omer, and it will include Sandy Shmoeli stopping by our New York City studio for a live music presentation about 10.30 Eastern Time tomorrow morning. So. All that is great. But before we get to Lag Baomer, we have a tradition here we call Lave Baomer. Lave, of course, means heart. 32 is Lave. Dr. Mark Singer, one of the world's great cardiologists, joins us on Lave Baomer with some very important reminders. You thought tuning into this show you could avoid being heart healthy. No, he's going to give us a reminder, I guarantee you. Dr. Mark Singer, happy Lave Omer to you from all of us here at JM in the AM.
5: <laughs> oh,
0: it's actually a real holiday, huh?
5: <laughs> all depends on your perspective, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, uh, what can you tell us, uh, those who are uh, those who are taking this conversation to heart? <laughs> what do they need to know on this Lay Bohmer?
5: I think the most important thing to remember is don't take anything for granted. It's very nice that we all have, please God, our good health. That we need to do what we can to maintain it. Mm. That means getting things checked out, just like you bring your car in once in a while, you bring your safety to in, your chill in to be checked. Don't ignore your body. Come in, make sure your cholesterol is under good numbers, your blood pressure is well-controlled, and all the other things that need to be maintained on a regular basis.
0: So this is sort of like, uh, you know, uh, when they change the clock, it's an opportunity to change the batteries and the smoke alarm. You're using Lave Bomer as a reminder to everybody at least once a year to uh, get a checkup and make sure everything checks out right.
5: Absolutely correct. It's important not to, as I said, not to take things for granted, not to make assumptions and just because you're feeling well today, is no guarantee for tomorrow.
0: Wow.
5: Things can be intervened early, as you have reminded your listening audience numerous times. It's always good to look at things way in advance.
0: Yeah, no question about that. And the earlier, the better. And people need to know that the screenings and tests and, and different um, uh, procedures are certainly uh, better uh, earlier than later It's Lave Omer. Dr. Mark Singer reminds everybody That's a golden opportunity To uh, get things checked out Not not even necessarily just the hard, right? In general, it's a good time for a checkup
5: Correct If there's anything that runs with family Now's a good time to To keep that on the radar And look at that uh, Early interventions obviously very important um, If there's any early injury Early things that went wrong And you're watching it Now's a good time to to maintain things at the status quo.
0: And now you know why we say Chag Sameach, because if people go ahead and do this, then in fact it's going to be a very, very good day because we've used the opportunity to remind everybody about staying healthy and making sure to follow up on whatever they need to follow up with. I'm main to that. Dr. Mark Singer, we thank you and a happy Lave Boomer to you.
5: And to your listening audience.
0: Greatly appreciate that. Lave means hard, everybody. And uh, that's why in this Lave bomer the day before log we use the opportunity to remind everybody about being heart-healthy and uh, to get the uh, proper screenings and tests and staying on top of the medical situation that you might be involved with or you may not know that you're involved with yet. Um, early is much, much, much better than later. So the earlier you find things or the earlier things are detected or the earlier things are tested, the better everybody is, uh, is off. Uh, 25 minutes before 8 o'clock. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. i mm-hmm. J.M. in the A.M. with the Maccabees. Arim Roshi is the name of that one. Voices from the Heights is the album. J.M. in the A.M. at 20 minutes before 8 o'clock. It's Wednesday on this Ba Omer, <laughs> The Ba Omer theme continues. As we're going to be talking about Shari Tzedek Medical Center. And someone pointed out that it's a perfect transition since we go from Dr. Mark Singer and his discussion about Being Heart Healthy, to the hospital with a heart, and that's Shari Tzedek Medical Center. And of course, many of you are already aware of the fact, uh, through social media, etc., that uh, Shari Tzedek Medical Center is going to be our presenting partners for the uh, amazing and incredibly celebratory day on Fifth Avenue, the Celebrate Israel Parade coverage that we're going to be doing from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Parade Day, a week from Sunday. It's June the 5th, Yom Yushalayim. So that's one reason we're very excited and extra excited about the Charitetic Medical Center. But there's another reason as well, and that's because um, and sports fans are going to uh, be very interested in this, to say the least. The American Committee for Charitetic Medical Center in Jerusalem has put together a team of professional basketball players. From the NBA and around the world, they are competing for a $2 million prize. The event is called the Basketball Tournament. The final game is going to be shown on ESPN. And fans play a role in helping the team advance. And this is important for our audience because we're going to explain how this works. Uh, You go online, you register as Shari Zedek fans. And we'll explain how to do that, and that actually helps the team advance. Uh, on our telephone line from Los Angeles, where the team practices, and where it's pretty early in the morning, is Stephen Matloff. Stephen's a member of the board of the American Committee for Charitetic Medical Center. Stephen Matloff, welcome to JM in the AM.
9: Thank you so much, Nakham. I appreciate being on with uh, with you and with uh, all of your listeners. And, yeah, it's a little bit early out here, but uh, <laughs> I'm always happy to be up to talk about Shard So I appreciate the opportunity. I
0: admire those who wake up extra early to join us, so thank you very much for making the effort. So I'm, I'm trying to get this whole story here. So th- essentially they have invited teams, and this has happened before. This is not the first year it happened. They've invited teams or or organizations from around the world to form basketball teams and participate in a tournament. Is that essentially what's going on here?
9: Yeah, that's basically it. Um, You know, ESPN uh, has this tournament. It's an open tournament, meaning that truly anyone can enter a team, and it's called the basketball tournament. It's an easy one to, uh, to remember. And, you know, generally, uh, it's it's been going on for about uh, four years or so, four or five years, and it's gotten larger and larger each successive year. And, you know, my sense is that most of the teams uh, are out there are sort of comprised of uh, good basketball players at different levels um, who sort of go out and, and uh, compete for pride. Um, and we uh, decided, and actually a couple of our specific staffers decided, that it would be really interesting to have uh, a team enter this tournament, um, not just to go out for personal pride, but to go out for uh, the pride of Shart Zedek and uh, to actually compete for the benefit of the hospital. Um, you know, to our knowledge, there are a couple of teams out of the 64 or more who are competing uh, who are competing on on, uh, on behalf of uh, a charitable organization. Um, But we are one of only a couple uh, that is doing that, and we have gone out uh, and anchored by uh, a gentleman named David Blue who played for Maccabi Tel Aviv uh, a couple years ago, Uh, actually spent seven years uh, in Tel Aviv and won two EuroLeague championships with them. Um, He was particularly motivated uh, uh, by personal experience, the unfortunate death of his mother at a young age to cancer, uh, to play on behalf of the hospital, uh, and both to go for the gold, so to speak, with the two million dollar prize, uh, but also to take advantage of the other elements of the tournament, which have uh, a social, social media, a significant social media component to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to assume that a lot more than 64 teams tried to become part of this. Am I right?
9: Yeah, that's right. So there were some very basic ground rules necessary, uh, for any team to even be considered in the tournament. For one, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you can go online, uh, to, uh, register as a fan of a team. And for anyone who's compelled to do so, we hope that, uh, many of your listeners are. <clears throat> the easiest way to find the way to register is to go on to, uh, our American Committee, uh, for Setic website, which is AM. S Z, uh, excuse me, ACSZ, like American Committee or Charismatic, ACSZ dot org, and right in the middle of the page there is uh, a very obvious basketball logo, and you can click on there and scroll down on that story. There are several places in that uh, article to go ahead and register, and any team that wanted to be considered for the tournament had to log at least two hundred votes uh, via social media. Have two hundred fans register, and the registration takes uh, about a minute uh, to complete. So if uh, if you didn't uh, sort of jump over this social media hurdle, um, then you were not eligible. Um, but then what happens is that, uh, you know, for all teams that get over that hurdle, um, there's sort of a foot race uh, to drive uh, um, viewership, so to speak, uh, of your team. The more votes that you get, the better your seeding is Uh, in
0: the tournament. That's what Uh, it is. Yeah,
9: exactly. So there is a huge incentive to get the word out, and obviously for a charitable organization that does incredible work like Sharetzedeck, it's very much aligned with our goals to
0: get the word out. Now I got you. All right, so everybody out there really can play a role. Go to acsz.org. It's American Committee, dot acsz.org. Right in the middle. I'm on it right now. I see it. In the middle of the homepage, you'll see a basketball. You click there, and you could help Shireed Cedex team get a better placement and, uh, and spur them on to victory. Simple as that. What's the timetable here? What, what is? I mean, they, they say you're practicing out there, etc. Like, well, what, when does this tournament begin, and when is the final going to be? What's what's the timetable?
9: Yeah, well, so we're in the heat of it right now, so to speak. So uh, again, I I like to look at it as sort of two elements: the social media element. We are uh deep into the season, so to speak. We right. basically have another week uh to accumulate votes uh, uh June first is the deadline there, so this is a very Im- immediate uh component for uh people who register as fans and To give you a sense at uh, sort of how close this is, our team is currently uh in third place in the west region uh with eight hundred and ninety five votes But you know since I went to sleep uh, last night, we picked up twenty five votes. Uh, to overtake uh, the team that previously was in front of us, and now we're ahead of them by 20 votes. Hmm. So every count, uh, every vote uh, absolutely counts. Um, And, you know, we're a couple of hundred uh, votes behind team number two, and we want to try to make up that room. Uh, So in terms of the social media element, we are in the thick of it. In terms of the games themselves, um, the first games actually are uh, the beginning of July, July 9th here in Los Angeles. Um, Our team will be playing... Um, obviously the hope is that we will continue on to the next round. The next round, uh, is in Philadelphia, the semifinals. And then the final round, uh, is actually the final game is played at Madison Square Garden, uh, right on your turf back there on August 2nd. And, uh, the final four games of the tournament, July 21st, July 23rd, July 29th, and obviously August 2nd, the final will all be televised nationally on ESPN. Wow. Uh, so, so we're very, very much in the thick of, uh, the first part of the tournament, and uh, our team is practicing and uh, preparing for uh, the second element, which is actually the on-court uh, portion.
0: Stephen Matloff's with us, member of the board of the American Committee for Shari Medical Center, and uh, he is uh, leading this uh, this team, this basketball team. Um, they're competing for a two million dollar prize, which would be amazing if it went to a Shari Medical Center. The uh, they're encouraging you. Maybe that's the wrong word. You'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. They're encouraging you and other team managers to incorporate professional basketball players into your teams.
9: Yeah, well, it is an open tournament, uh, and it is uh, a, big, a big purse uh, for the winner. And uh, the tournament does have some limitations uh, with regard to who can play, so no uh, current professional uh, players.
0: Uh, but any, no pa- current, any uh, past NBA players eligible?
9: uh yes yes any past nba players any past players from euro league any past players uh from around the world and we you know have uh have uh, attracted a number of um individuals with you know professional experience from around the world from australia from austria uh for actually several a couple of players from uh from israel uh from france from italy from russia so uh, any players from around the world uh, are are open uh, to play in this tournament.
0: So they all know that they're going to be spending their summer in the United States?
9: Uh, that's, yes, they are. Um, or at least I should say our players are aware of that. Uh, <laughs> right. and in fact, all of them are hoping to spend uh, every day between July 9th and August 2nd uh, working towards this goal.
0: Understood. Uh, would I have heard of any of the uh, uh, players aside from David Blue?
9: Um. You, you. It depends on whether you're up on uh, international play. Um, you know, our big players uh, are an Australian gentleman, and, and actually, when I say big, that's a double entendre. <laughs> uh, Corey Reader, uh, he's seven foot, um, played professionally here in the states for nine years. Yeah,
0: it sounds familiar. Uh, spent
9: some time with the LA Clippers. Right. Um, Chidi Ajufo, six uh, six, who played uh, in Austria, uh, as well as in the UK and in Hong Kong. Um, Sean Weinstein, one, he played, uh, for Maccabi Netanya as well as in the Philippines. Uh, Jean-Baptiste Ruggiero played in France. Grayson Skywalker is actually, uh, one of our young players who's not a professional, but he has played a lot of streetball, uh, and I assure you has tremendous credibility, uh, in the, in the basketball world, playing with uh, a number of former professionals in various leagues uh... and you know when you when you get to know these guys you get to understand that um... they really are looking for good competition uh, on a regular basis and so weekly games emerge and what's interesting is that uh... you know two million dollars is obviously the goal for the hospital but uh... again the whole social media element to this is very consistent with our desire to have our uh... word and the good work and important work of shard Sedek spread to the world and so we're not looking at it as just a two million dollar prize uh, at the end of this. Um, we're also looking at, at it as an opportunity to bring together the Jewish community in Los Angeles to um, actually show up at their weekly practices, which are on Tuesday nights, uh, you know, at eight o'clock. And I was there, you know, a few hours ago uh, at their practice, and they're inviting other players to come out and to play uh, and to, you know, experience, uh, you know, the, the quality play of you know, professional and uh former D one uh you know US NCAA D one players.
0: Very cool. Who's the coach of the team, by the way? Uh
9: so Adam King uh is uh the the gentleman at the American Committee for Shard who uh actually considered this opportunity and uh created the team and formed the team and he is the manager as well as a player.
0: Very cool. I am, uh, it must be ex- very exciting to be part of this. First of all, it's a great concept. And obviously, as you said, the, uh, the, um, uh, the potential, not just for the, the prize, but the potential for spreading the word about Shari Tzedek is immense. And you're getting a tremendous amount of support. I, I see that even, it, what, it, it says the top hundred supporters of the winning team will also receive a cash prize.
9: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so again, you know, the tournament itself, uh, is, is a complex being. And, uh, if people are interested uh, in learning more about it, I definitely recommend that they go to the tournament website, which is very simple, www.thetournament.com. And I myself have spent time on the site, um, sort of understanding all the nuances, uh, of how it works. But yeah, for the winning team, uh, the supporters of the winning team, there are actually cash prizes. Uh, to those who support the team uh and you can go to the tournament.com and and see um how how you actually support a team and how uh that gets um counted you know in, in our hope uh, or in our in our situation being a non-profit listen it would be great uh you know to to have a number of people who are supporting the team to actually make co- those contributions to the hospital um but you know the tournament is uh, an open tournament and anyone can be a supporter and um you know uh, if people can choose to do uh, what they want with the uh, prize money that they earn, um, that's absolutely right. Yeah, you know, for us, again, you know, getting the word out is the key. And, and we've been very pleasantly surprised um, at the media's interest uh, in the fact that a, a charitable organization and a, specifically a, a hospital from Israel has a team playing. We've, um, you know, had stories in the Times of Israel and the Jerusalem Post and the Bleacher Report, which is a big aggregator of sports information, has actually covered the team. Uh, I mentioned Adam earlier. He actually received a call from Sports Illustrated last week. And even the tournament itself, the website featured an article about the team uh, because of its uniqueness and the hospital. And, and that's obviously incredible uh, exposure um, you know, for the American committee and, and, more importantly, for the hospital itself.
0: Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a tre- it's a tremendous amount of fun. And it's amazing you are able to put this together, and it can make for a very exciting summer for Jews around the world we are going to be following it very carefully. I can tell you that much. Stephen Matloff is with us. Tell us about your late father and his involvement with Shari Sedek.
9: So my family's involvement with Shari Sedek really started in the 70s. Uh, my father, uh, Jack Matloff, who uh, very unfortunately passed away uh, last August, but, but truly after uh, a very full uh, and complete life, Um, In the 1970s, he actually came to Los Angeles in the late 1960s to start a cardiovascular uh, surgical department here, and he noticed in the 70s that quite a few of his patients here in Los Angeles um, were coming from Israel and from other parts of the Middle East. And so he started asking questions of patients that were showing up uh, from Israel about why it was that they were here in Los Angeles. And uh, one of the patients uh, who became a dear friend and really became uh, sort of a second Zadie or another Zadie to me, um, said, you know, do you really want to know? And my father said, yes, I definitely want to know. And so he invited my father to come to Israel and uh, spent uh, quite a bit of time introducing him to uh, the various uh, medical delivery systems in Israel, and it basically uh, became obvious that there was not, my father specifically was a heart surgeon, and so he was particularly interested in in cardiac care. Um, At the time, there were not a lot of uh, good options uh, for cardiac surgery, and for those options that did exist, um, there was a tremendous uh, waiting time. And so uh, if you could not, uh, if, if, if you were well enough to wait, Uh, People did that and received um, so-so care. If you were not well enough to wait uh, and could not afford any other options, then um, unfortunately, much too uh, often, you died waiting for the procedure, uh, which my father uh, decided was just not acceptable. Uh, And then there was a group of people who uh, were too sick to wait but had the money to go elsewhere. And those were the, the patients that were showing up on my father's operating table. And so uh in the early 80s, uh dad uh, again decided it was not acceptable to have uh you know Jews and others in the Middle East dying while they were waiting for care and he set out to change that. And he found uh in Shard an incredible partner uh and developed uh, actually was tasked uh, in addition with to uh designing the entire tenth floor of uh of Shard uh, uh building a heart institute, um, but also not only designing it, but also raising the funds. And hmm. a lot of those funds, about $25 million, came from here in Los Angeles and from your neck of the woods, from New York. Uh, and the Jesselson Heart Center was dedicated in 1995, and uh, the Bendheim uh, Cardiology Department, which is one half of it, uh, was uh, funded largely. Both Jesselson and Bendheim families are out of New York, and then uh, for all the work that my father uh, put into it, quite literally, blood, sweat, and tears. The uh, cardiac surgery element of it was named after my Bubby and Zaidi, uh, and is is called the Matt Department of uh, Cardiothoracic, uh Surgery.
0: Wow, unbelievable!
9: So that, yeah, so that really began our family's uh, uh, commitment and devotion to Shartzedek, and that was really the first uh, uh, center of excellence that developed uh, at Shartzedek. And uh, on the heels of that, numerous other Centers of Excellence have developed in emergency medicine. And uh, the Wilf Women and uh, Infant Center actually is the most recent to be uh, dedicated. There's the Glaubach Department of Pediatric Emergency Medicine, the Huberfield Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, the Fold Family Department of Medical Genetics, Diagnostic Breast Health Center, Rothberg Department of Pediatric Nephrology. I mean, these are all major, major centers of excellence. There's digestive disease the Levin Center for Humanistic uh, Medicine, and actually the hospital honored our family again uh, more recently by naming uh, a new uh, emergency preparedness and disaster response center after us. So it's the MATLOF Emergency Preparedness and Disaster Response Center, which is uh, currently uh, under development, fundraising, designing, et cetera. Amazing. So Our family has a long history.
0: Could say that again. Stephen Matloff, member of the board of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Uh, it is um, uh, with great pride that we encourage everybody to go to the Shari Tzedek website, ACSZ dot org. American Committee Shari Tzedek, ACSZ dot org. Right in the middle of the page, you'll find the basketball. Click there to vote for Shari Tzedek. You can get them on their way. It is two million dollar prize, please God, assuming that the, uh, summer goes the way we want it to go on the basketball court. And of course, uh, the worldwide recognition that comes along with it. It's an amazing effort to, um, to participate and to win the basketball tournament. Information about the tournament itself. You can go to the basketball tournament, uh, website. That's what it's, uh, uh that's what, uh, that's, that's what it's called. It's called the basketball tournament. And you can get details about how the entire thing works. And, again, the final is going to be shown on ESPN television. Um, uh, what can I tell you, Stephen? We are rooting for you. We're rooting for all the players. We're rooting for Shari Sedek to come out on top and really uh, make your mark uh, through this forum um, to the entire world. It's a unique concept and pretty amazing that you've hopped aboard uh, to participate in this way, as you uh, mentioned earlier, as a not-for-profit organization and uh I, I would say at this point the whole jewish world is uh is rooting for you
9: terrific now um, it is terrific to speak with you it is uh terrific to speak with your listeners I, re- I really hope that uh that your listeners will will take this to heart i mean this is uh one of the incredible ways that uh you obviously have a number of physicians who are your listeners but um you know people who are not uh on the ground uh, in Jerusalem, people who are not uh, physicians this is an incredible way um, that they can actually uh, chip chip in and and help out uh, the people of Jerusalem and the people of Israel um, it's a unique opportunity um, uh, obviously hopefully we, we hope that uh, anyone who doesn 't know about our hospital will will learn about it. It is one of the fastest growing it actually is the fastest growing hospital in Israel um, I mean with just extraordinary anyone who who knows the uh, the, the clinical landscape in New York will know that all of uh, the factors that determine the size and efficiency of a hospital are just extraordinary. And we've undergone incredible, incredible growth, you know, 100-plus percent in every single uh, area over the past uh, 15 years. So we hope that uh, this will be a great opportunity for people to get to know the hospital as well. And, and by all means, I hope that they'll follow the tournament root for Charlotte Sedeck.
0: Steven, bring home the prize. <laughs> bring home the prize. Bring that trophy to Jerusalem. That would be pretty cool, huh? Uh
9: that would be a great day, actually. It'd be a great day to have the uh trophy uh at the hospital in Jerusalem. I'm sure it would be a terrific uh photo opportunity and bring uh you know incredible pride to the people as well as uh you know, providing access to, to all sorts of uh, life-saving and life proving care for a lot of people. The $2 million will be very well spent, I promise you.
0: No question about that. All right, American Committee for Shire and SEDEC. The website is acsz.org. Go there now. Click on the basketball. Do your part to uh, urge the team along. Stephen Matloff, good luck. Uh, keep us up to date. Like I say, it should be a great summer for everybody. We'll be following things very closely.
9: Maham, thank you so much, and thank you to all your, all your listeners. I uh, greatly appreciate
0: it. A pleasure. Three minutes after eight o'clock, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener sponsored WFMUE star WMFU Mount Hope. Round the world, uh, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Round the world on the web, jmnan.org. And of course on the NSN app where we're gonna have a where we will have our big Log Bomer celebration tomorrow. We'll go from six A. M. all the way till the afternoon, straight through, preempting all of our Thursday programming in order to provide for you an amazing musical celebration tomorrow for Log Bomer, including Sandy Shmueli, live in our New York City studio at about ten thirty Eastern time tomorrow morning. So get ready for that. And um I want to thank our friends at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, the American Committee of Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Like I say, a great summer, and for us, it really kicks off uh, next week because they are our presenting partners um, when it comes to our incredible Celebrate Israel Parade coverage, both audio and video. That's going to be on Fifth Avenue between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. on June the 5th, Yom Yerushalayim. And we're looking forward to partnering with them and having them be our presenting sponsor that day. Uh, and bringing that coverage to everybody around the world. That's a great day to celebrate. And as I said to Stephen Matloff, hopefully this summer we'll be celebrating a lot, as well as uh, Jews around the world will be watching with uh, great interest as the uh, Shari Tzedek team advances, please God, in the basketball tournament. Go to the website, acsz.org, acsz.org. Right in the middle of the page you'll see the basketball Register now so you could help the team along. Literally, if you register, it helps the team along, as Stephen explained in our conversation. Five minutes after 8 o'clock, more coming up. This is JM in the AM. Ciao. 25 minutes after 8 o'clock on this Wednesday morning broadcast. Day 32 in the counting of the Omer. That's Laiv Ba'Omer. Four weeks and four days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. The Maccabees had their Shalashudas medley. You heard Yehuda Glantz in there with Aisha Schayel, Eli Gerstner and the Hevra, and Mim Komcha here at JM in the AM. I thank you for tuning in. We have special guests from Israel who are going to be joining us as we continue to encourage everybody out there to purchase Israeli wine. Jay Booksbaum is going to lead the effort. He's actually out of town, but he'll be with us live via telephone. With another important reminder about uh, supporting Israel and certainly to buy as much uh, Israeli wine as possible. We'll explain why that's so important. 61 degrees, sunshine, a high temperature today of 90 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, low 66. And tomorrow, sunshine, a high temperature. Of 81, Yushalayim is at 74. We're at 61 degrees here on a Jersey City Wednesday at J.M. and the AM. Tomorrow is Lagba Omer. We're going to be celebrating with uh, an amazing uh, broadcast that will go all the way from 6 a.m. until the afternoon because we're going to be continuing past J.M. and the AM and through our regular Thursday programming with amazing music for a Lagba Omer on J.M. and dot and, of course, on the NSN app. And uh, in addition to that, Sandy Shmueli is going to be joining us at 10.30 tomorrow morning will be joining us at 10.30 tomorrow morning, Eastern Time, in our New York City studio with live music in honor of Lagba Omer. So a major celebration tomorrow. Make sure to be tuned in. It's the final day of our Sphere of Format, and we're getting ready for Lagba Omer here at JM in the AM.
2: I'm
1: of Shiru na mene. Haymiyat ta shiru shiru. Haymiyat ta shiru na mene.
2: Haymiyat ta ba
1: shiru 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 na mele. The city of the city of shiru 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 the city of shiru 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 the Shiro, me shiro, Shiru la melé,
0: Jam in the AM on a Wednesday morning, day 32 in the counting of the Omer. Tomorrow, a big log B'Omer celebration. Well, I always like to say from the grapevine, but frankly, I have no idea where he is right now. Maybe he'll tell us. He's the one, the only, the uh, greatest kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. That's how we introduce him, and his name is Jay. Buckstown. Is your location to be revealed today, or this is going to remain a secret? I'll, if you... I'll give
10: you a hint. If anybody could figure this out. You know, I just found out about it this morning, myself, from my wife. It's the state or city in the country that has the worst air quality today.
0: The worst air quality. (laughs) Today. What do you mean today?
10: I mean, she tells me, my Brenda, my wonderful darling wife, said, Jay, be careful, stay inside. It's got the worst air quality today in the whole country.
0: How would someone even know
10: that? I guess you Google it. I don't know.
0: Anyway, are you staying indoors the entire day now?
10: No, (laughs) I'm not. So where are you? I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Big wine show there last night?
10: Big wine show, Um, yeah.
0: You serious? There was a big wine show there last night?
10: Yes, Rockworn Hebrew Academy or something, very, very high end. You know, uh, we had 400 people. Um, It was just, just really, really, really amazing.
0: Well, there you go. Um, Well, I have a surprise for you. We have um, somebody in our studio who knows a little bit about Israeli wine. How do you like that?
10: Well, the the people in Israel that know the most, or really, some argue, is literally the Chateau Margaux of Israel. There's only one person that I know of, or one family that I know of, that is that. And that would be? That would be Ilana. Benza Ken
0: Ilana Benzaken Ilana Benzaken is here in our studio everybody are you and kidding me hi. I don't believe it I guess hi right. Jay don't sound too surprised Jay uh-huh. Ilana is here, and she is from Domaine du Castel Winery. Many of us know it just as Castel Winery in Israel. Shalom, Shalom, welcome to Jay and Shalom,
2: Shalom. Very happy to be here. Excited. Jay, how would you describe Castel?
0: Is this uh, a boutique winery? Is there another uh, term to use for them? How would you describe it to our listeners?
10: Yes, it is a boutique winery. We we like to use the worm the worm. The term, <laughs> a small estate. A small estate or small chateau winery, um, Castel really uh, started the revolution of fine small uh, small wineries in Israel, especially for the area known as the Judean Hills. Uh, kind of, it's like you know you could you could compare the Galilee or the Golan Heights to Napa Valley, right. and I would compare the Judean Hills to more like Bordeaux.
0: How did this all start? How did your uh, family get involved in the world of kosher wine?
2: So uh, it started when we had um, a restaurant uh, for uh, 20 years. and um, In what city? In Jerusalem, Mamma mm. Mia. It was a very famous uh, Italian restaurant. And uh, in those times, we had only um, uh, Carmel uh, wines. And then uh, Yarden started. And uh, my father was very fascinated about it. He said that... Um, he, he wanted to try, you know, to make uh, a, good, um, a good wine in Israel. And in the beginning, it started as a hobby. He planted um, a very small plot of, uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> of grapes uh, near the house. and uh,
0: He took the challenge very seriously. He, yeah. he went out there and <laughs> grew the grapes.
2: <laughs> yeah, and actually, he was the first that um, planted uh, v- vines in uh, the Judean Hills uh, since uh, uh, 5,000 years Ago. He was the first. Yeah, he was the first. Because
0: now it's much more common. right? Yeah,
2: now it's uh, more common. But he was the first that planted uh, vineyards in the Judean Hills. What was the first?
0: What was the first wine he produced?
2: So the first wine was uh, a vintage uh, '92. He planted in '89. '92 was the first uh, harvest, and it was uh, Merlot and Cabernet.
0: Under and the name Castello. Yeah.
2: From the beginning, the label didn't change uh, much uh, since then. It was very serious about it.
0: How was that first wine?
2: It was very good. It was, from the beginning, it was a very, very nice wine. And uh, one of the bottles uh, of this wine arrived to Serena Southcliffe, which is a master of wine in uh, Sotheby's, England. Um, and uh, she wrote him a fax uh, those days uh, there wasn't uh, any emails and she said <laughs> it's the, f- the, the best wine I had from Israel and the winemakers in Israel should uh, learn from him how to make wine and right. since then, you know, it's God telling him uh, <laughs> you're doing well and uh, it became a business
0: Ilana Benzaken is here when did the Castel wines start becoming available in the United States?
2: Um, first half, uh yeah, uh, s- first vintage that was kosher was, uh, part of it was kosher in uh, 2002. And in to- 2003, all the winery became uh, kosher.
0: And now you produce how many different wines?
2: Now we produce um, um, four wines and another two that uh, we are launching uh, in-, in the state uh, next year.
0: All right, and those four are available here?
2: Yeah, the four is available in the state. Grand Vin, Petit Castel, C. And that was it. A... Uh, what kind of
0: impact did this uh, label make in the U.S. in terms of kosher wines, Jay?
10: It, it was amazing. It really was a sea change. Uh, really, you know, until then, the only high-end wine you could get from Israel was from the Golan Heights, from uh, Yarden and and their other brands. And this really totally revolutionized. I think that they inspired so many now you know when they first started even in 2002 there was something like 60 or 70 wineries uh, small boutique wineries in Israel even less perhaps and most of them were not certified kosher right. now there are over 300 wineries of course most of them are small but it's i think and and about half of them now are not from the Golan Heights where you know the original best wines Unquote, unquote, came from, most of them are now coming from the Judean Hills, especially the new ones, Ella, you know, the Yellow Valley area, the, um, the uh, Binyamin area, which is not Binyamina, but the Binyamin area, um, all around the Judean Hills, all along Route 1, right outside of Jerusalem, on the way north, both on the right and the left, Flam, etc. These were all inspired by Elian, and Milana's family. And, uh, you know, we, they all, they all own, all owe a great tribute to them. And certainly we as wine consumers. And it's even more than that. The wine consumers, because, uh, of their capability to buy really great wines, have started drinking more of them and more right. of them from Israel. Right. So, you know, it's, it's just been a great ride. And, and of course, uh, consistently, What's interesting about that is also that most of the wineries, the small wineries are experimenting still today, are experimenting with new wines all the time, new blends all the time. The consistency of Castel has been there since the day they opened their doors, since the first vintage, and you can tell by tasting it. You know, I'm, you call me the world's greatest kosher sommelier, I don't know about that, but I, I know my wines, but even so, we have <laughs> over 400 wines, There's only approximately four or five that I can absolutely identify totally blind. Two of them are Ilana's, and she knows this. Which two? Which is the the Castel C, which is a magnificent Chardonnay, magnificent, and the Grand Vin, which is so consistent and so clearly identifiable, it's literally like the great first growth of Bordeaux, Um, but it comes from Israel.
0: Back to the other point for a second, Ilana. I, I know how business people feel generally or have mixed feelings when it comes to competition. But it must be amazing to you and your father that people like Jay and others recognize you as the leader in this whole revolution. I mean, you go back to the early 90s, nobody's doing this. And now, as Jay pointed out, hundreds are doing it.
2: Yeah, it's very flattering. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very flattering. Uh, but I think now, now we have really uh, a lot of good wines in Israel, and and it's good. I mean, uh, the revolution did something, you know. We we led it maybe, and uh, and we are very happy that uh, we have uh, so many nice and good wineries now in Israel.
0: What would you like American consumers to know about your wine, aside from the fact that it's available and they should buy it? And you know, after this conversation, it's another conversation where I'm going to say to Jay, I can't believe more and more people are not buying Israeli wine because there's just nothing missing from the Landscape, you know, anything that they're looking for in terms of quality is is there. But what what about your wine would you like the consumers here on this side of the world to know about? A certain, I don't know, texture, quality?
2: Um, um, we are, we are, we listen, um, we are doing our best. I think uh, we didn't do uh, yet the the best wine we can we are improving all the time <laughs> Wow <laughs> uh, So that's the message from, yeah, the, the yeah, best is from, yet to come Yeah huh? exactly from <laughs> vintage to vintage uh, we are um, you know trying to to figure out and to to make better and uh, we didn't finish yet I mean uh, it's not it's not the end
0: You know Jay this is a point that you've made a million times that uh, you, you never want people to think that the Israeli wines are are stopping in terms of uh, in terms of progress uh, right. because uh, th- there is an effort on s- the part of so many including Ilana and her family to continue to improve things and this is one of the messages you give to everybody who's uh, you know buying kosher wines around the country
10: i've been on this with the wine spectator with uh, ABC NBC CBS even the Wall Street journal and that is is that just like and, and crazy that you can make this comparison, but you can. Just like Israel is at the cutting edge of technology, you'd think that with wines, it's kind of like, okay, we found what we need, we know how to do it, great, we're going to do it. No. Ilana's dad just established a brand new facility across the road from where they were earlier. It's two, two or three times the size, but the technology, the grapes continue to be honed and made sure that it comes from the exact vineyards that they needed from and exactly the way they want to harvest it and, and prune it, etc., and also the technology that they're putting in, the kind of tanks and equipment and, um, you know, temperature control just continues to improve year after year after year. Uh, their techniques, I, I, you know, I'm not sure about that, but Ilana can speak more to that. But what's that's so exciting about Israelis, especially Ilana and, his, and her family, you'd think, That they are literally considered the best Israel has to offer, and they go, okay, that's good, we're good. No, every year, every day, they they go out into the vineyards and into the winery and try to improve what on what they did the year before and the day before.
0: Well, there you go. That's that's a pretty big compliment, wouldn't you say? Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: we we are. I mean, uh, we invested a lot of money in new machinery, in uh, a a new uh, um, sorting machines, in you know, all, all the machinery is new now in the winery. It's the, the last um, you know that we have uh, in, in the market, and,
5: right.
2: and yeah, we are doing a lot of efforts now. Now, the main issue is the, is the vineyards. To understand um, more, what's going on in the vineyards? What
0: is the most tedious part of the whole process? What is the, what, you know, what's the most frustrating part of making wine? What is
2: that it's a long process. It
0: is very long. <laughs> and it doesn't and, al- and it doesn't always end up the way you want it to, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. How's the,
0: how's the most recent vintage?
2: Uh, Satisfactory to yeah, you or not? Yeah, Grand Vin uh, 2013 what was What was the last great.
0: disappointing vintage?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> or there well, hasn't been one in a long you know what? time? We don't have... I think maybe 2010 was uh, very challenging because it was a very warm year and... Uh, and it it was really a vintage year, um, a winemaker wi- uh, right. year, because it was very difficult. But um, I think our wines are very consistent. The differences between vintages are not very big, right. you know. Uh, and the last one, the Grand Vin 2013, was pointed uh, uh, rated by Robert Parker 94 <laughs> points. That it was, uh, and the for the people who know
0: those statistics, the highest highest that's had, amazing.
2: Had, yeah. And uh, no. so
10: right just like
0: you've cited Costello that Jay is. you've cited that on the air for us right that was the one you told us about
10: Yeah yeah
0: Go ahead I'm sorry yeah
10: Just like just like Castell is known as the perhaps the best winery out of Israel Robert Parker is by far considered the best wine critic or the most influential wine critic in the world let alone America All right we he have... is good. If he gives a wine in '94. It's pretty freaking amazing. That, that,
0: that's, uh, that's for sure. Uh, a couple of minutes left, and I want you to introduce Jay, our guest who just walked in. Josh Greenstein is here. You want to give us a word on who Josh is before we uh, speak to him on the air?
10: About five years ago, we decided that it was or it was decided that it was very important to focus on Israeli wines as a group, and Josh is the head of our Israeli wine portfolio.
0: Boy, do you have a great job. Josh, well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. I say you have a great job because the, one of the things we try to do here constantly is bridge the gap between Israel and Jews in the diaspora. And you have such an important role. You have an incredible product. That helps bridge that gap between Israel and the rest of the world
11: it 's amazing when you have a good, when you have a good product, it just makes your job that much easier to be able to go around and work with great people like Ilana and her family and you know tell their story that that 's what i like to do i 'm not, I'm not a salesman i 'm not a wine guy i 'm a storyteller. I just tell great stories that you know guys like Jay that helped me understand the philosophy over there and helped me put me down the right path and now what 's going on it 's amazing what 's going on with Israeli wines
0: in the world. How, in the how, in how, how are we doing? How's our report card? For people like myself who try to influence those out there to buy more and more Israeli wine, are we making progress in that area? Thank God,
11: yes, 100%. The wines are growing, the wines are getting better ratings and getting better scores, and, and people are starting to understand that, hey, listen, Israel's a real deal player. They're, they're ready to go, they understand what's going on out there, and they're, and they're making great
0: wines. Is the Jay, is the importing... Um, the process easier now than ten or twenty years ago because of technology, etc. Or it's basically the not, same as
10: it's always not been. Not really. It's it's it, it's easier in terms of logistics sometimes, you know, trucking and so on. But the government is still heavily involved in labeling and uh, all kinds of things like that, and um, so those those challenges are still there. But because we're so experienced at it. I guess from that respect, perhaps right. it's a little
0: bit easier. Josh, do you get what I'm sure Jay used to always get when uh, speaking about Israeli wines? Uh, sometimes a, uh, a raised eyebrow or some eye rolls. People thinking there's no way in the world that good wines come from Israel, and then they discover how wrong they were.
11: Well, I'll give you I'll give you a great success story for the for the ladies. Thank you. So uh, two weeks ago, I spent an entire week in Arkansas. Huh. Okay, non kosher, non Jewish community, and I was selling the wine as wine. This was just a great wine from from Israel. Uh, I got a picture yesterday, actually, on my phone from the rep that we left over there, 30 case display on the floor, stacked up, no mention of the word kosher, no mention of anything, just 30 cases of Israeli wine stacked on the floor being sold as wine
0: well, in Arkansas. All they had to do was what? Taste it and evaluate it for themselves? That's it.
11: They liked it. It was a good wine at a good price, and they, they put it on the floor, and that just shows if, if Arkansas... Or anywhere else in the world or the country can handle this. It's it's just good wine. It's being sold as wine. Where can we find
0: Castel? Anywhere obscure at this point? Or, no, we're, C- or we're working on that?
11: No, Castel is probably one of the brands... Uh, uh, I was in uh, out west in uh, L.A. a couple weeks back, and they have fine wine rooms in a lot of these shops in the back of the room. Not necessarily, you don't always find some kosher wines, it's a non-kosher wine shop. And in that fine wine room, you see Castell lying down next to wineries like Castell and Yatir and Flum. And Castell has been around for so long in this community that they're positioning it now as a fine wine, 94-point
0: Parker wine in the back wine rooms of these wine shops. Pretty amazing. Amazing. It's a, an unbelievable success story. Jay, you think about it when we started doing these conversations? How different things are today, huh?
10: Oh my gosh! You know, twenty-five years ago, when we—I I, I, maybe I shouldn't give that away—but you know, it shows my age. But twenty-five years ago, when we started this, there was just a fraction of of the wines that we have, and it
0: was impossible so, to convince people of the quality. And it was—it was, yeah, it was sometimes mean, impossible to get them to taste it and try it. They were so skeptical.
10: I, I remember just the, even just a year ago. Josh has a video of a tasting he did in Albany or Syracuse or one of those places, and a lady from a really fine restaurant comes over, and she says, she turns you know, after she, he serves her, she turns around and she goes, whoa, wait a minute, this is really good wine. <laughs> and Josh says to her, what did you expect? And she said, well, Israeli kosher. I thought it would be bathtub wine, you know.
11: One of my favorite wines.
10: And, and, and then he says to her, well, is it good enough to put on your restaurant and on your list she goes yeah immediately so yeah it's been a big sea change uh, thank god Ilana and, and her dad have been you know at the forefront of, of bringing that kind of quality to the fine wine consumer and to the wine consumer in general and, and we're very grateful to her and we hope we'll be able to you know carry that torch.
0: I'm glad you stopped by because now I understand the role that you and your family have had as pioneers in this whole thing, which is pretty cool. Thank you you for having me. A real history lesson. Thank you, Ilana Benzakhan. And best regards to your father and the entire family. Uh, Josh, I regret that you weren't here for more of the conversation, but I invite you back because it sounds like you have some great things to tell us about this whole industry. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> great
11: great things going on out there with Israel and uh you know, just thank you to all the supporters out there for buying Israeli wine.
0: Where's your next trip in the United States? Which obscure state? Obscure state. <laughs> Where will we try to sell Israeli wines?
11: <laughs> I'm hanging out local for the next week or so, but then I'm the, the summer I'm all over the map. I'll be in Colorado, I'll be in California, I'll be I'm working the whole the whole country, which well, is you have
0: it. good. Keep spreading the word, as I, awesome. as I said. We try to do our part, and you're obviously doing your part. Jay, a big yashikach to you. Thanks so much for uh, introducing these people to us. And we, as got, you,
10: we got a shout-out for, uh, for the Tuesday night dinner?
0: We certainly do. On Tuesday night, as many of you know, at the Nobo Grill. And how delicious is that going to be, Jay?
10: Um, you know, I, w- I went over the menu with Joshua yesterday. Not this Joshua, the chef. At Nobo. People will flip out.
0: If you are uh, in a position to join us, uh, FJB has been instrumental, as many of you know, in supporting our Jewish Unity Initiative. And there is an incredible event at Nobo on Tuesday night, the day after Memorial Day, uh, which will be a a 10-course meal with 10 unbelievable wines. You, Jay Booksbaum, and Simon Jacob, and our wonderful friends at the Herzog Wine Cellars and the Herzog family, I should say, have been instrumental when it comes to the wine end. And you are guaranteeing people that if they have any affinity toward wine, they are going to have a very nice night on Tuesday night. Amazing night. Amazing night. All right. So everybody out there, if you need information, contact me. You can email me. I will let you know exactly how to participate, and your support will be welcome. Jay, thanks so much. Enjoy Cincinnati.
10: I certainly will. Bad, bed, air quality and all.
0: <laughs> Enjoy Cincinnati and sell some great kosher wine. More coming up, another intriguing conversation about the world of Israeli wine for you right here at JM in the AM.
8: Nova Say Law Run and New Tadikimba Shay. Layasha Rim Nova Run New La yisharim nava sehi la, rani nu tadi kim ba she. La yisharim nava sehi la, haudul hashem bechino. sorz amulo how you last
0: Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM Dial Broadcasting Live. From the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jamnam.org. Tomorrow is Logba Omer. Our celebration will continue even after 9 o'clock. Sandy Shmueli is going to be joining us at about 10.30 tomorrow morning on jmnam.org to continue our Lagba Omer celebration. Make sure to be tuned in all morning long and all through the day. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, i Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.